Last time we talked, we left it with, let's see how the Devils do against the Edmonton Oilers. And since it's Christmas, uh, they did essentially the same thing as if like you hand your wife a box. The box is light blue, like it's Tiffany's box. They're, they're thinking they're getting a nice gift, and they open, up and open it up, and it's like a dead bunny rabbit. Or a pile of shit. Or a pile. I was, you know, I was thinking pile of shit, but I was like, you know, that's just that's the low hanging fruit. So I, I threw a dead bunny rabbit in the box. And Either way, I mean, it's the, the same thing. Are the low hanging fruit. They certainly are. Um, and normally we would have just waited until after the holidays to do another episode, but I wanted to jump back on here because I am now firmly on the fire Lindy train. Um, and I, you know, I was looking at. Well, before before we get into that, I would assume you're you're thinking the same thing at this point. Uh, I think a lot of things have to happen. Um, they need a goalie. They need someone on defense. I think also, and I think they need to fire the coach. I think if you do, if you just fire the coach, I don't think it's gonna. It'll help a little, but I don't think it's gonna in the long run help how we need it to. Yeah, I mean, I'll, and I'm thinking in the in the inverse, you can't just get a goalie or and or a defenseman and think everything's going to change. So that's, all, that's also true. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I've been focusing on, and really the first and third period last night is what convinced me. So we all know that the team has had an issue with slow starts since game one, and that's the kind of thing that you can forgive for the month of October as long as they solve it, and they haven't. So, you know, I, I was looking over the Devils' schedule, and the things that really stuck out to me is, you know, think of all the embarrassing losses they've had this season, and in, more importantly, how they came out the next game. So I go back to a loss in October to the Capitals at home. The next game, Buffalo scores uh, first to go up in the first period. Devils ended up winning that game, but that's the only game on this list that they won. A bad loss to Colorado, 6-3, November 7th. The next game is at home, and they're down 3 nothing to the Capitals by the time they finally get on the board. It was 2 nothing in the first, 3 nothing in the third. Um, that was a really bad loss. The next game after that, they go to Winnipeg and get blown out 6-3. to They were down 2 nothing in that game. Um... Now everybody remembers the loss at home to the Rangers. So you think, all right, you just lost at home to your biggest rival, a pretty bad game. How do you come out the next game? They go to Detroit and lose 4 nothing. Okay, so you think, all right, they got embarrassed in Detroit, but they're coming home to play the Columbus Blue Jackets, one of the worst teams in the league, lose 2-1. to one. And, and then, so that's the examples leading up to this week. And this week alone, they lose 5-1 at home to Anaheim. So... You would imagine the team should be pissed. They come lost, out what eleven games in a row or some shit like that. One in, it, one in ten in their last eleven yeah, games was, or something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, of course. So they should be embarrassed. They come out, lay that essential stinker to Philly, um, which is two pronged because you know. And then after going through that, 
with Jack Hughes just handing the game to uh, the Flyers on two different occasions, you think, and this is where we left off the last podcast, how are they going to come out against the Edmonton Oilers who were struggling, and then they give up two goals immediately in the first period. So, And then, to make it worse, they recover from that and take a 3-2 lead and then come out in the third just like, I don't know what they're thinking. Like, do they think that since they overcame that that bad start and had a lead, that the Oilers were just going to give up? Um, you know, and I've been saying this over and over again. This team plays hockey like the other team's not even there, like they're like they're at practice or something. Um, so that to me is several several examples why the coach needs to go because you can say that. There's issues with goaltending, there's issues with defense, and those things are both very true. But the lack of preparation, and Lindy Ruff even admitted during the press conference that the team was not prepared to play, and it was his fault. And I bring you back to last year, and then I'll stop rambling. While you say that, while you say that, all the people that are on Twitter, it's not the coach's fault, it's not the coach's fault, it's the players, he literally said it himself, it's his fault. Yeah, well, I mean, we know Twitter's a fucking cesspool, and I'm tired of, of... having conversations with most of the people I'm having conversations with on there. Um, you know, and that's not to like throw shots at people. I, I believe at this point, everybody knows that they're cool with me. And if you're not, then, you know, cause I've been a little ornery on, on Twitter lately and I've blocked a couple people. So, but yeah. So, and then I like to bring it back to last year. The devil's caught almost every team in the league by surprise last year, by coming out, out shooting the shit out of people in the first period and just jumping all over them. And I don't think they've done that more than once or twice this year. And then especially following up embarrassing bad losses. Um, they just come out showing nothing. So yes, defense goaltending, but I just come down to the conclusion that either the, the team is completely tuned out Lindy rough or whatever message he's preaching is just not working. So like you say, I'd like all three things to happen. I'd like them to get Gibson. I'd like them to get a defender. Now rumor, not, not really a rumor, but Elliot Friedman goes out and says Hannafin would be perfect for the devils. And I don't think he says something like that unless he hears something, whether Fitz called asking about him or whatever. I think he knows something now I want him. Um, I, I'm always guilty of that. Like the devils are interested in this player and I'm like, well, now I want him. Um, yeah, I mean, he would be. A, I don't know if how great of a. I mean, he's a decent. He's a good player. He'd be an upgrade over some of the guys we have. But like, for example, you know, wouldn't have to run out Brendan Brendan Smith all the time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you know, obviously, I think Markstrom has to be part of the deal too because we need a goalie. I mean, we need a goalie. It has to yeah. happen. There's no. I mean, we are like dead last in the league in in every fucking metric imaginable in goaltending. It just it's so bad. Yeah, man. And, I, and it doesn't make any fucking sense because Schmidt was shit. Vitek came in and played well for two periods. And then he comes out in the third period like like he was in the locker room and, and the fucking Monstars came and like sucked out his talent and he f- just fucking forgot how to play hockey. Dude, Ray Ferraro was making fun of him on ESPN last night yeah. for like how he looked on some of those goals. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't know if you saw the still. Yeah, today. he's looking in the other direction. Fucking, no, not even that one. Um, oh. I think it was our buddy John at the bar posted it. Uh, yeah. He said, and I'll send it to you if you didn't see it. Um, quick question. As I've never played hockey, so I don't fully understand the mechanics. Is this a good place to be? 
it's just a good place to be to try to stop a shot at the near post on the two on one. Let me just send you the picture. Like, that's crazy. That's oh, as yeah, as yeah. bad as fucking goaltending as you can get. It's disappointing because, like, you know, we were begging for Schmidt to get a shot, you know, to just see if he's the guy or not. And not. he he got a shot, yeah, and he's not the guy. And then that coincides with all right, Vitex playing much much better. So then we go into last night, and I'm like, on what fucking planet on not a back to back do you start? the worst goalie in Schmidt. Like, why would you not start Vanacek, who has been playing much better over the last two weeks, and then Schmidt gets fucking lit up a minute into the game, and whether that's his fault or not, I don't know if Vitek makes those saves, because the team just came out completely sleepwalking. So then Vitek comes in, Devils go up 3-2, and I'm like, see, you should have started Vitek, and then the third period happens, and I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck anymore. Um, I, I just, I don't know what to think. Like, I'm legitimately concerned and upset with this team, uh, really, for the first time this year. Yeah, I said it to you last night. I'm actually, from the last time we spoke here to this morning, or last night after the game, it's the first time I think we might actually miss the playoffs. Yeah, because now, I mean, uh, Daily Faceoff released that graphic that the Devils going forward have the toughest schedule in the league for the rest of the yep. season. Mm -hmm. um, and then lost in the shuffle of last night because it was just a blowout. Where the fuck is Jack Hughes? You know, you talk about um, righting wrongs or coming out after an embarrassment and coming out with some intensity and some determination. Jack comes off like a couple of his worst games of uh, as a Devil literally handing a win to the Flyers off of his own stick and then comes out and was a ghost last night. Um, Everybody was. I can't think of anyone that played well. I mean, Except yeah. for Michael McLeod, that's it. And, he's, fan you know, that's, he's fantastic. Yeah, That's becoming the theme. He's the only guy that you can count on every night to give you 100% at both ends of the ice. That's it. Yeah. yeah I mean, very happy Timo got a goal. Uh, he still didn't look like substantially better but no, because exactly what we said last time we talked it's that fucking line he insists yeah. on playing meyer mercer and holtz together it doesn't make any sense the line doesn't work all guy all three guys look like shit when that line is together and he insists on playing them together yeah i mean it was a little encouraging to me he scored that goal and then for the rest of the game after he scored timo did look like he was skating a little faster i know and it's not a when he scored that goal who was at center Michael McLeod. Well, that's exactly. why McLeod was the center in practice today. But yep. um, yeah, and I know it's not 100% like the injury that's holding him down. His confidence has to be just negative at this mm -hmm. point. So scoring that goal definitely goes a long way in, in you know, getting him back on his game. But um, this is a fucking disaster. And it was I don't... just a really disheartening effort yeah. after, after the game that they just played. You, you got to get up for a game like that. You know, I don't care if, you know, how Edmonton's playing. Their goaltending is just as shit as ours. And you got McDavid, Dreisaitl coming in. You got to get up for that game, especially Jack. Like, when they're comparing you to, to McDavid and you're getting all these accolades about how you could be the best player in the league, to just have a no-show like that is, is just crazy. It's also bizarre to me that in the last five road games, the Devils are four and one, and in the last five home games, they're one, three, and one. Um, 
I just, I don't understand how this team, especially because that building is packed every night, even on weeknights now for the first time since the abbreviated season after, after going to the finals back in 2012 and 2013 in the half season, I remember most of the games were sold out. This is the first time since then that this early in the season, the building's packed on a nightly basis with very loud, obnoxious fans that are just spewing projectile vomit. Apparently going to say vomiting Um, on each other. Yeah. This team can't show up to play at home. Like what the fuck is going on? So I think, and I also don't think, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody earlier, a good friend of mine that was saying that probably Ruff will have till the end of the season and, and they'll make some trades around the deadline. I just get this vibe from Fitzgerald that he's not going to wait on any of this stuff. I don't listen. If they wait to the deadline, it's too late. Yeah. And I don't think making, not making the playoffs is an option for Fitzgerald. I think he's, well, we know he's been working the phones looking for a defender and a goaltender. So I could see them waiting on a defender and getting a goalie and seeing if that fixes some of the issues we're having and then being like, all right, all right maybe we need a, a defenseman also. I could see that happening. It shouldn't, but I could see that happening. But not getting a goalie until the deadline is just a death nail. It's it. It's season's over. Yeah, I just, the and coaching. Jake Allen ain't it. Yeah, no, no. But the coaching thing for me, I to me at least, is most important because I don't think putting one or two players on this team is going to fix the slow starts, the laziness, the style of play that just gives the puck to the other team. Most of the game, like I don't think plopping a couple new names in the lineup is going to fix that. I think that's a coaching thing. You're right. But also, and I don't want to give Lindy a pass at all, but you have a locker room now that has, Nico, who's in year, what, five, six, whatever. Palat, who's 100 years old. Halla, you know, you, you Toffoli, you brought these vets in. And they're supposed to be not letting this shit happen in the room. I don't, they've had a players-only meeting. They called each other out. Nothing's changed. Nothing. So I don't know what that means about our leadership in the locker room. I'm not thrilled about it, honestly, if, you, you know... You can't continuously come out and start shitty and expect it to just change by getting another player. Like, it's got to come from inside the room. And and like you said, Lindy, and I'm not giving him a pass, but he can only do so much. The players do have to go out on the ice and actually fucking want to play hockey and win, not fucking go through the motions. And these guys have a lot of pride, and, and you can see that they're frustrated. Um I mean, Jack is embarrassing himself at this point with, you know, play that's not up to his standards and just whining and complaining to the refs. Like, you know, so, you know, he's not happy. Uh, Nico can't be happy. He's, you know, the guy's the heart and soul of this team. And, you know, things aren't going well. He looked absolutely miserable in his his press conference last night. Um, I don't know. People were posting his little clip. Somebody asked him if what has... Lindy Ruff said to the team about this game or whatever, and he just replied with, he hasn't said anything yet. People are taking that as like a direct shot at Lindy. I'm taking that more as a, he actually didn't talk to the team yet before the interviews. Um, Well, I mean, I think a big part of the reason Lindy was back is because Jack Hughes likes him and you want to keep your star happy. But at some point, 
Sorry, Jack, you're 22 years old. Maybe Fitz, maybe Tommy Fitz or, or someone else knows a little bit more about hockey. And you should yeah, but how much that. should we believe that, you know, people like to make these narratives because they don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah, Jack obviously likes Lindy Ruff as a coach, but, but you don't think Jack Hughes, I'm not saying this to you personally, but you don't think people or Jack Hughes wants to win and would understand that the team is in a rough spot right now and changing the voice in the locker room is good for them. You think like this 22-year-old this would quit? Like is just going to quit playing because the coach that he likes is gone. No, like not at all, but I think he's he'll be pissy about it. I mean, it's partially going to be on him. Well, it's on nobody the players. Likes, nobody likes to look at themselves in the mirror and admit they fucked up. For sure, and and it's just it's partially on the players, but you can't fire the players. You you can fire the coach, and you know every team that I can think of that's had a coaching change this season has immediately rattled off a couple wins. Mm -hmm. um, and getting some wins definitely changes the tune in the locker room and might get a good thing going because I mean, at this point the devils are going to have to rattle off like a, a, a five to 10 game win streak or like go eight and two and in, in 10 again um, and not follow it up with, three losses yeah and you know even in that eight and two stretch like some of those wins were not impressive like they were wins that where you're just like eh, we got the win but it wasn't pretty absolutely and the, their next three games are against detroit columbus and ottawa and you know two of them are at home to teams that stink stink and have already beaten the devils this year so you know and detroit's beaten the shit out of uh who are they playing right now? Um, they're up 5-1 on somebody after the first period. It was uh, the Flyers. is 5-3 now. But uh, it's just, you know, just getting enough points or just getting points is not enough because the Devils have to jump over Carolina and Washington and the Islanders. Yeah, and that's you know. also a problem is everyone keeps getting points. Yeah, and Tampa and Detroit are both sniffing at the wild card too and so are the the canadians by the way the montreal canadians are one point behind the devils okay a team that's supposed to be rebuilding and terrible well so guess we are yeah i mean the penguins are now sneaking up on the devils one point behind so it's not just like you know the devils can't rattle off a couple wins and jump five spaces up in the standings because all these teams are trying to win too and we haven't really played any of the great, better teams in this league yet. Um, I know we've gone through this, but as soon as we get, I mean, December 30th, they're at Boston. And then, you know, the Capitals, who in the beginning of the season, you'd chalk that up as a win, but, you know, the Capitals are much better than the Devils right now. And then besides Chicago, you get Vancouver again, who is just first in the league. Tampa, Florida, Boston, Montreal Canadiens, who are even with the Devils. Columbus and then Dallas, Vegas, Carolina, Tampa, Colorado. Like the schedule sucks. Um yeah, I I don't know. I don't want to chalk. I don't want to chalk the season, but um I'm starting to get a little pessimistic here. Yeah, I mean this team is a little strange. They tend to come out and play better against better teams. So it's not like they're going to lose every night, but they've really, they've left so many points on the table in the first three months of this season. Yep. We're not, you know, 15 games in at this point. I mean, 
it's time to shit or get off the pot. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. And they, I mean, you can't leave it up to just squeaking in on the last day of the season. I mean, they, they have the Toronto Maple Leafs are two of the devil's last four games. You know, it's not like the schedule is just going to suddenly get easy again. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. It's one of those things where like losing happens, obviously you're never going to go undefeated, but how they lose makes it so much more frustrating than just losing a game, getting beat by the better team. Yep. <clears throat> like having coming back and taking the lead in that game and then just completely shitting your pants to start the third period is just so disheartening. P- playing down to teams that stink and just getting blown up by the, the fucking Sharks and the Ducks and Columbus. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, and even games that we don't really talk about that much, like, you know, when they lost 4-1 to the Blues on November 3rd, look at the box score. Blues scored the first two goals of that game. They're up 2 nothing, And that just keeps happening. And then, well, Colorado. So the game against Colorado on November 7th was a carbon copy of what happened last night. Um, like Colorado had two, one and three, two leads devils go up or devils tie at three, three going into the third period and then give up three goals. Yep. Like that. And that goes to what you're saying. Like the way this team is losing is just atrocious. Um, it just, it honestly makes me not want to watch the games. Yeah. No. I mean that, that four, nothing loss to the, to the wings back on, uh, November 22nd, they only had 16 shots on goal and they were losing 3 nothing in the first period with all three wings goals being scored in, in a minute and a half. So, right, like tomorrow night, like, do I want to watch this game or do I rather go do something with my life? Like, I don't know. I'll watch it because I'm a fucking idiot. And I just hope that the team I'm will make it. I'm going to end up watching it. I just don't want to. Yeah. I don't look forward to it anymore. Last year was the first time in 10 years I looked forward to watching games. Yep. <clears throat> now it's yeah. like, all right, well, what are we in for tonight? Yeah, I mean, the game against the Sharks, they were they let up the first goal two minutes into the game and then tied it late in the first, but then give up two to the Sharks in the second. Like, they just can't come out and get the first goal and dictate the game. They can't do it. Um... It's ridiculous. So, but yeah, I mean, that's me then. I'm, I'm team fire the coach and, uh, I don't know if it's going to happen, but cause some of these games, um, are the kind of game where you're like, okay, this is a, this is a game that should get a coach fired, but it just doesn't happen. So I don't know what it's going to take. It almost reminds me of like, what year was it? 2010, I guess, when um, John McClain got fired. Yeah, they were 10, 29, and 2, I think, when the team... No, it was 9, 22, 9, 22, and 2, but it was... Oh. Every game that went by, you're like, this has got to be it. Like, this has got to be rock bottom. They got to fire him. And it just was like, took fucking like 10 games too long. Where you're just like, all right. And then they finally, finally did it like two days before Christmas. <clears throat> Yeah, and then Ilya Kovalchuk almost brought the team to the playoffs himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it yeah. reminds me very much of that, where you're just like, all right, well, this has got to be rock bottom. Like, all right, time time to do something. 
And then the next game comes, you're like, all right, well, this has got to be rock bottom now. Like, time to do something. Like, I don't, I don't know. You know, what frustrates me the most, too, is like, they're just running out the same fucking lineup every night. Like, bring somebody up from Utica. How many fucking games are you going to have to watch? Like, John Marino just turned, like, his controller dies. And he just loses his head in his offense in the defensive zone. Diegenthaler. Smith. Fucking bench one of them. Did Cal Foot like, fucking murder somebody and, and Tommy Fitz's family or something? Like, what does this guy have to do to get one game? And I'm glad you bring that up because we got a lot of people parading around Twitter saying, oh, what do you expect with, with the defense when you've got two and a half rookies out there? I mean, and by the half, I mean Kevin Ball, who you got to realize is still pretty much a rookie. Like, it's not these kids. I mean, these kids are making mistakes, but Hamilton's defense was awful before he got hurt. Um, Siegenthaler's having a pretty bad def- year defensively. Marino had is playing better but was awful the first 10 15 games like it's i mean last I night he just like switched off in the zone like you don't want to cover the guy in front of the net like what are we doing yeah it happens and, too often like just send a message just bench one of them just for one game send a message he did yeah. it last year with siegenthaler or last year or the year before whatever it was and siegenthaler played well after that he's done it before i don't understand this thing where we just can't bring anyone up from Utica. We can't give anyone a shot. This is what we got. We got the same lineup every fucking night. It's yeah, it not working. No, it makes no sense to me. And I'm sure there is some sort of stupid roster consideration. Like you got no spots. You can't just bring people up like, and, and guys are going to go on waivers. So I get that. But like, first of all, Brendan Smith can go on waivers. Nobody's going to pick him up. But like, I'd no, like according to, s- to that broadcast last night. He's been a, uh, a very valuable part of the Devils team this year. Yeah, they said that because Lindy I Ruff probably fucking fell out of my chair. <laughs> yeah, Lindy Ruff probably said that before the game. They were just repeating. <laughs> That's my. The fuck did he just say? I'd like Cal Foot to play. I'd like Danil Misule to play. I really liked him in preseason. He's six three. He's another big guy. Like I, I get, you don't want to bring another rookie up, right? I get it. Then you'll have four essential rookies out of your six. I understand that. Give Cal Foot a look. Yep. Make a trade for a fucking seventh defenseman from somebody else's team where you give up a six round pick that has experience, that's a stay at home guy. Give him a look for 15 games. Do something. You cannot continue to run the same lineup out, make zero changes in the philosophy of the way you play the game, and expect different results. They're not going to magically not suck. Dude, I would send. See, if it was me, and this is probably going to sound real stupid, if I was the coach, I would play Mike McLeod tomorrow night for like 25 minutes. Yeah, why not? Because I think of all 12 forwards, and immediately he comes to mind as the guy who deserves it the most. Um, you know, give, give Jack 13 minutes tomorrow night. You know, don't let him stay out there for both power plays or put the second power play unit on a power play first because the power play sucks now, too. The league best power play can't well, score anymore. don't ever get a fucking power play either because nobody goes to the net or does anything to draw penalties. That's another thing. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a great point. That's another thing I was thinking last night. Like, I'm thinking in the third period, wow, the Devils haven't even had a power play. And then... You know, usually I would be like, wow, these refs suck. But I immediately realized the Devils are doing nothing to even draw penalties. Here, uh, 
<clears throat> Somebody tweeted it earlier. Uh, where was it? Nope, that wasn't it. Yeah, so... So, what? 12... Uh, so, 5 on 5, penalty minutes drawn has gone from 12 a game at the beginning of the season to less than... F- uh, just about 4. Now. It's got a, a chart that looks like it fell off a fucking cliff. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and folks, that's not referees having a vendetta against the devils. That's the devils not playing hard and drawing penalties is exactly what it is. Yep. Nobody goes to the front of the net. I mean, listen, last night there was a point where Bastion had a stick slash that broke into about 27 pieces in front of the net and their referee didn't call it. We do that. It's a fucking penalty 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. The only things I I was getting annoyed with watching was the the last couple teams, the flyers, especially are throwing these, these basketball style picks that are so egregious, like egregiously interference. And I just don't think that they get called because if they start calling those, it happens a hundred times in each game by both teams. Um, but yeah, I mean, like if you skate hard, uh, with some intensity into the rough areas, like you're going to draw penalties and the devils were doing it at the beginning of the season. I don't know what the hell is going on with this team. And to me, again, it just points back to coaching because if you start to think that these guys aren't giving a shit to me again, that's coaching because you can't tell me that a locker room full of, of prideful hockey players doesn't want to win. You know, I, I just think it's a, a sequence of the coach losing the room and yeah. And the team just having no direction at this point. I'm just looking at like what kind of bottom six defensemen or would even be out there. I guess forwards? maybe no defenseman. Oh, you said bottoms. Oh, yeah, like bottom pairing. Yeah, bottom pairing. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> like Labush Labushkin maybe from Anaheim. If you make the Gibson trade, you get him included as a UFA at the end of the year, making two point seven. At least he's stay at home ish. Um, yeah, you know. All right, but I just don't think that's gonna happen. I'm surprised he's not uh, a Leaf yet. Yeah. That seemed like a foregone conclusion. Well, I think that's going to be a problem, too. Like, even everybody needs goaltending. A lot of teams need goaltending. A lot of teams need defense. And now we went from nobody having any cap space to all of a sudden Toronto has cap space. The Devils have cap space. So now everybody's going to be fighting for the same players. It's going to drive the price up. And at some point, one team's going to blink, and we're not going to get, and that team's going to get nothing because there's really nothing else out there. What about like a Nikita uh, Zaitsev? From I just looked at him too. I don't. Blackhawks. Yeah, I was looking at him too. I don't know. Yeah, he's another guy. He's a pending unrestricted free agent, um, veteran. He's a bigger guy. He's 6'2, 188 pounds. Um, I think. Uh, 6'2, 192. 195. Yeah, or whatever website you're looking at. Um, oh, okay. I'm on uh, Cap Bradley. It says 6'2, 195. But yeah, I mean, Cal Foot's 6'4, 220. Um, if we need size, he's right there for I'm free. I'm not even sure he's alive, honestly. He's playing, isn't he, in Utica? Is he alive? I don't know. I know Nolan Foot is probably not alive. I think we said last time Nolan Foot's with Tomas Nosek in the International Space Station. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> can we can we get Nikita Ohoituk back from San Jose? <laughs> I mean, Cal Foot is playing, but it ain't pretty. It's a minus 10 in 18 games. Oh, oops. See, 
I mean, man, there's there's a reason That's, why some of these guys are that getting is a shot. Not good. Uh, not good at all. No, you I know like who? Missiles plus three. He's got nine uh, points. I really games. liked him in the preseason. I did. <clears throat> um, well, I just don't think there's any chance in hell that they have three, four rookies playing. I mean, on on face value, that makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, like, it's not the rookies that are fucking us right now. So, it's not. no, you're right. Yeah, I mean. Hadika's playing well down there. I, I don't know. I, again, I just don't understand. They won't bring any, even forwards, they won't bring anybody up. It's the same fucking lineup day after day, game after game. And according to Cap Friendly, uh, they haven't even placed Nosek or Hamilton on LTIR yet. Uh, so I don't really know what the deal is with that. I'm sure there's some sort of cap gymnastics they're working out, but it says projected LTIR used $1, Bob. Mm. So I don't know how that works. Um, but yeah, so then the other thing that, that was kind of brought to my attention, I didn't see anybody ask VTech about this. Um, one of the reporters asked VTech what the deal was with um, his situation where he didn't yeah. physically feel right, and his answer was like, not answering that next next question. Yeah, he either had diarrhea. No, it wasn't an illness, was tra- or he was getting traded. Could have been that, but like, when was the last time you saw an NHL goalie scratched to the point where he couldn't even dress up, dress as a backup, and the team's uh, explanation is that he didn't physically feel right, but then went out of their way to say not an illness. What could that have been that kept and him from? Hemorrhoids. Wouldn't that count as an illness? I don't think like, it's an illness. I think it's physical. I mean, they brought up Dawes. Yeah. They they had to bring this ki- this kid up who was trying to pick up his goddamn dog. Uh, he couldn't even get his dog because VTech couldn't play, couldn't dress as a backup. Like it's something we're probably never going to find out what happened. But like, I I I'd fucking give Dawes a look, honestly. No, I'd why send, not? I'd send I'd send Schmidt. You Schmidt. You Schmidt. Schmidt. Yeah. <laughs> I'd send shit down and bring mm-hmm. Dawes up and let him play. Can Schmid go down without waivers? Really give a fuck. Who's going to take him? Was his 820 save percentage? He fucking stinks. Take him. Give a fuck. Do us oh. all a favor. Waivers age 21. Uh, that doesn't help because he's 23. <sighs> I, wish, I wish there was something that simply said whether he's waivers. Oh, he's waivers exempt. Thank you, Cap Friendly. Send him down. Well, let's go. Percentage. Where's Keith Kincaid? Is he alive? I think he's hurt. Still? Fuck. What about Shelgren? I think he sucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, Schmidt is terrible at this point. So what's the difference if he's able to be sent down on waivers and swapping him and Dawes and just seeing what Dawes has? He's When Dawes has come up and played in the NHL, he has played well. Well, he was the guy... When the Devils used seven goalies that one season, that got way more attention than Schmid. Schmid. Yep. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I'm so mad. Um, I mean, Poulter's playing decent down there too. So. <laughs> I'm looking at the AHL.com site, mm-hmm. and I clicked goalies, and Isaac Poulter shows up first, and he's played 14 games. 
<laughs> 31 goals against in 14 games. 233 goals against, eight wins, four losses, right? Yeah. Under him is empty net. 13 games played, 1529, three goals against, 1163. It's so weird. It's so weird how they, I guess that just means how long they, when they've had an empty net. I think the AHL has some sort of algorithm that like keeps track of their stats, but there's no one like filtering it. Like they have a goals (laughs) against that, like 11.63 goals against average for the empty net. Oh, man. Uh, God. You know, the Devils are one of the best teams in the league away right now. I believe it. 10 and 5. We've been um, like that for years. Yeah, even last like year. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, even last year when the team set a record, like they were better on the road than they were at home. They don't like us. What do we ever do to them besides throw shit at them? I think we've been throwing at them. It's more at the referees. And they were 28, 9, and 4 on the road last year. Like, that's insane. 24, 13, and 4 at home. Um, Oof. Well, actually, Jesus Christ, I'm looking at last year's standings. The Buffalo Sabres were 17, 20, and 4 um, at home and 25, 13, and 3 on the road. Yeah, they stink too. Yeah, that's weird. That's another team that has a really good fan base when that team is good. And they suck at home too. Oh, they just suck in general. Yeah. They are 14, 17, and 3. They're probably not too many points behind us. 31 points. Yeah, they're, they're two points behind us. Well, they played three more games than us. I think we're at the point, though, where we got to stop uh, talking about how much these other teams suck because they're, like, right there with us. So, again, the schedule doesn't make any sense. Like, how is how is Tampa, Buffalo, Columbus, they played 34 games. Ottawa's played 28. Capitals have played 30. Like, that's so stupid. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I Devils don't have played know. 31, and then the end of the season, we're going to have fucking a game every other night. Yeah, the Lightning have played six more games than the Ottawa Senators have. Yeah. That uh, making no sense. Um, I don't know. I don't know how that gets worked out. But oh, I'm so sad. I was so bummed out after the game last night. I uh, I went to bed. I just literally just went right in bed. I was like, I don't even want to fucking watch TV. I was so irritated. I'm just going to sleep. At least my Chinese food was good. I don't know. This place is around the corner from from our place, and it was their second day in business. The town Facebook said the food was very good. Um, So we went over there at like at seven o'clock, and I went in and ordered food, and the lady said it would be 30 minutes. So... It's on the other side of a shopping center from ShopRite. So I went to ShopRite and grabbed melatonin because I can't live without it. And uh, I didn't have it for two nights and it was miserable. You can't sleep. So I picked up some melatonin to go back and I sat there and the food that was supposed to be 30 minutes took an hour and 10 minutes to be completed. And right after me, I mean, to their credit, the place had to stop taking orders because they were selling out of everything. That's my... Oh, man, and I I felt bad because the lady apologized to me like a million times and then was like trying to give me free soda and stuff. And she's like, sorry, that'll never happen again. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. I, I felt bad because the food's good and they're just overwhelmed and they're brand new. But that is probably my number one pet peeve. Like, 
It's sort of excusable when you go to a restaurant looking for a table and they tell you 20 minutes and it ends up being 40 minutes because you can't control how long it takes these people to eat and get up or whatever. But like you're a, a takeout restaurant. If you tell somebody 30 minutes and it ends up being 70 minutes, I think that's, that's not good. It's a bit excessive. It's excessive. Yeah. But anyway, the food was delicious and that was the only thing that was good about last night. Like, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I'm sitting in the place scrolling Twitter and I immediately see, like, oh, already. And I'm like, huh? And I keep scrolling and everybody's like, one nothing Oilers. And it was, two- I had my, I had Twitter open because I was just getting irritated watching the game. And when they, they tied it to start the third, the Devils tweeted, I saw a Devils tweet come by that said 4 3. And I'm like, those dumbasses, it's not 4 3 yet. Okay, it can't be 4-3. They just scored. It's got to be 3-3. How stupid are you? And then all of a sudden, they scored. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It's actually 4-3? So bad. Yeah. It's bad. I just... It's, it's all bad. I'm getting tired of going round and round with these people on Twitter. Like, everybody's trying to be right about what's wrong with the team and... You know, somebody says the coach needs to be fired. Somebody else says, no, it's goaltending. Why are you going to blame that on the coach? And just back and forth because everybody's got to be right. And like, God, I just don't want to log into Twitter anymore. Yeah. Nothing good about it. No, there isn't. Yeah. I don't know. You doing anything good for the holidays, my man? Absolutely not. Nice. Just spent the entire day running my child from place to place. Oh, yeah? Yep. Fun. Yeah, I got a... I was supposed to have a quite a large family get-together tomorrow, which appears is going to be canceled, which (laughs) makes makes me happy. I don't know. Some people in the family are in and out of... Uh, COVID. Um, and uh, what are you going to do? I'm kind of happy to just stay home and do nothing tomorrow. Yeah. She's got basketball practice at three, I think. And that's it. Every day is something else. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. So what time is the game tomorrow? Tomorrow night? Seven o'clock or seven thirty, one of those two things. Um Is it a fucking MSG broadcast at least? Uh yes. Seven o'clock. Nice. So we get to watch those fucking dickheads. A dickhead fucking gambling commercial four hundred times. Yeah, that was really frustrating, and I was kind of cl- so I was kind of glad the game was on ESPN because I didn't have to see those dickheads. So wait, before you go on, last night I forgot the game was on ESPN, so I was watching on my cable box. So I had MSG on at like seven twenty-five, waiting or seven six fifty-five, waiting for the pregame to start. And seven o'clock rolls around. I'm like, where the fuck's the game? And those two dickheads came on. I'm like, no, change the channel. No, I'm not watching this fucking show ever. I was like, oh my god, it's ESPN. I gotta put on ESPN. Hurry up. Oh my god, yeah. I, I can't see those. So yeah, what I was gonna complain about is there just seems to be something weird with like every broadcast. So 
MSG has had all season the random commercials, the RWJ Barnabas commercial and the FanDuel commercial that's just 10 times louder than than everything else. And then lately, MSG has been having video syncing issues. Um, I like and, the part, I like when they went to just commercial during the middle of a fucking game, too. Yep. Well, that was when they had no idea that um, the whistle was blown for a certain reason, so they weren't going to commercial because they, of course, didn't send the broadcast team out on the West Coast. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's one of the many things. So then I was happy that they were going to ESPN last night. But then, like, I don't know what is with the way ESPN, like, positions mics for these games. Um, just, like, very odd things were way louder um, like they had way too many mics on the crowd and like ice level. And there was a point during the game where just like a horn went off. And I thought I was hearing things. <laughs> it's just like, like a goal horn went off. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? But it wasn't ours. No, it wasn't ours. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Devils better get their shit together because I'm going to start realizing that the outdoor game is uh late on a saturday night in february and uh be way less excited to be out in the cold for that well i think that might have something to do with maybe not entirely but like you don't want your fucking you don't you don't want to lose so bad that you're out of the playoff race by the time that game rolls around people don't want to come that's something they have to do something. Well, I think the roster freeze is in effect now, right? It is, but the coach, they still fire coach. Which is not, I mean, I made the joke to somebody earlier. It was like, you know, cause somebody said they're not going to fire, um, rough on Christmas. And I was like, yeah, well, if I was Fitz, I would text Lou. Be like, Hey buddy, can you fire my coach for me? You have no problem doing it on Christmas. Didn't he fire a coach on Christmas for the Devils a couple of years ago? I think it may fired have been. John McClain on the 23rd. Yeah. And I thought DeBoer, whoever fired him, got let go pretty close to Christmas, right? Pete. See if you can find her. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm completely fired way off. Devils. Oh, I was going to say, make sure you put by Devils because he's been fired by a lot, of, uh, a lot of teams. December 26th. Yeah, right. <laughs> Day, Day after Christmas. <laughs> Trailer. Who fired him? Was it Shiro or, or Lou? It was Lou. Yeah, I'm sure Lou called him and was like, hey, Pete, how was your Christmas? Oh, you're fired. <laughs> God. I meant to ask you, what happened yeah. to um, the Meg, Haley, Jamie podcast? I told them that whatever they wanted, they just had to come up with a name. They could do it, and they just never got their shit together. You know, I women, right? Yeah, it was up to them. Um, you know, I gave them the opportunity and said, "Part Blanche, I'm not even. I'm not gonna edit you. Edited. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean." And I was joking around saying I'm not even going to listen to it. But no, I was serious in saying that I'm not going to edit it as in I'm not going to tell you what to say. I'm not going to tell you what you have to do. You guys do whatever you want. And I'm just going to throw it up there as is. And they want to do it. Speaking of Meg, she just texted me. Uh, sorry, she didn't come on tonight. Um, is she, though? 
No. Didn't think so. No. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, it's crazy that we're a year removed from the Devils are just a goalie away, and we're still just a goalie away. <laughs> yeah. I... Maybe... I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch last season games, but maybe our defense was just as bad as it was last year as it was this year. The goalies were just making saves. Well, I mean, uh, you're, you're onto something. I mean, Siegenthaler was way better last year. Marino was way better last year. Um, I think Dougie was probably nursing his injury for a while and was not playing very well defensively. So I think the defense was a little better last year, but they were also getting the saves. And, you know, what Lindy said when he was defending Brendan Smith a couple weeks ago, as funny as it was, he's kind of right. Like, you don't remember the mistakes that defensemen make when the goalie makes a save. It's just when they don't make the save, then you, you know, you remember the mistake that led up to it. And, we're back to goalies not making saves like whatsoever. So I think that highlights all the mistakes that are being made that lead to goals. Yeah. I mean, um, we're, we're 30 games in at this point. How many games in, how many games have we played? It's a, it's a loaded question for somebody that's not looking at the standings. Um, I gotcha. I gotcha. They're 31 games into the season. So we're 31 games into the season and our goaltenders are both ass every game. Yeah. I mean, outside of the third period last night, VTech has been much, much better the last two weeks. I guess it's just, it's just bad. Like, you don't know what you're getting. It's not like you're going into every game confident that you're going to get good goaltending. You just kind of don't know what you're going to get every night. I mean, both goalies. VTech has an 8.83 save percentage. Schmidt's got an 8.93. 3.35 goals against for VTech. 3.26 for Schmidt. That's just not good enough. It's got a lot to do with how what, what's going on. I mean, you remember two years ago, you know, when the Devils had one of the worst seasons in franchise history, and the conversation was seven different goalies, none of them could make a save. And when you, you know, you have a stretch where a team scores three goals on you really quick because your goalies are awful, that just deflates the whole team, and that's kind of happening again. Um, a I mean, lot of like, these, you know, the goal, the, the first goal last night, I know you didn't see it because you were waiting for your Chinese food, but you know, Brendan Smith got turned into a turnstile. Fine. That happens every game, but you know, they send the puck across the crease. Like does Schmidt not know he has a stick. Like poke the fucking puck. Yeah. He makes no, that I... save or he pokes it away and, and maybe the game doesn't start that way, but give up a goal 21 seconds into the game and it's here we go again. And you know, the players are human. They're not robots. They shouldn't let that shit affect them. They should just play the game. But when it happens so often, it's deflating. I wonder how much of that, like you're just saying that, you know, shouldn't affect the players, but it does. I wonder how much of that is like when that happens 20 seconds into the game or whatever it is, that half the team just thinks, all right, well, I guess we're not getting any saves tonight. Like, yeah, I got, and then Jack's like, well, I guess I got to score fucking four goals tonight. And then scores none. Right. He's trying he's, now too he's hard. Pressing. Exactly. It's, it's, yep. it's, it's, a, it's a vicious circle. And I think it really does all start with the goaltending. I think the defensive philosophy and coaching sucks also, but I think you got to start 
with a goalie. I, I, honestly, if they make a trade, as soon as the freeze is over, let's say they go get Gibson, and you throw mm-hmm. Gibson in the net for 10 games. I'm willing to bet if you throw him in for 10 games, you'll win at least six of those games. I wonder if... If you don't, bye-bye, Lindy. See you later. Fire the coach at that point. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder what part of Fitz thinks if we go get Gibson and things don't change. Now you have a goalie making a lot of money for four more years that wasn't the solution then what do you do? Like, if I were him, I would have a little bit of a hesitation to acquire a guy, even though he's the goalie I want. And I've been very vocal about that. Like, I wonder if there's any hesitation because of his contract. Like, it's but, it's a it's a lot of money, but it's not. It's not Hellebuck eight million. It's not Vasilevsky yeah. four billion dollars. Six million dollars in today's NHL is not a lot of money. And he's a good goalie. He's playing in front of a shit team. He's a good goalie. Yeah. He's going to make the team better for sure. There's just no, no two ways about it. He's going to make the team better. I wonder if Anaheim would take Schmidt. I mean, they are awful, and he's still got a 906 save percentage of 285 goals against average. And an awful team just came and tuned us up 5-1. to one. Yeah, because of him. Yeah, before he shit himself, I guess, and had to leave the game? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, see, these are the kinds of things we're never going to see behind the curtain on that, but like, guy was playing lights out and then all of a sudden had to leave the game because of an illness. Like, his illness yeah. wasn't bad enough where he couldn't play. He, he probably well. was in the locker room waiting and he had a fart and he just sharded. And he's like, well, just shit my goalie equipment. going <laughs> to have to take me out. <laughs> I got shit running down my pads. Coach, I shit my pants. <laughs> Yeah, shit running down my pads. I cannot play the third period. I'm sorry. Your picture, yeah. I picture them in the locker room, like trying to get pumped up for the second period. <laughs> Gibson just <laughs> raising his hand, like, uh, guys, I shit my pants. <laughs> what do you mean you sharded? Sharded your fart. Little shit came out. I sharded. <laughs> hey, Luke Hughes has 16 points. Yeah. He's, he's had a rough couple of games, but again, he's fucking paired with Brendan Smith. Like, put. Uh... Well, let's say congratulations to Colin Miller for having a kid. Now, please get the fuck yeah, back here. <laughs> fuck back in the lineup. Hope the wife and baby are good. Please get the fuck back here. Um, <laughs> we, we need you, buddy. Yeah, I mean, and Jack's minus five in the last three games with one assist. Um, <sighs> Holtz, seven minutes of ice time last night. He's not the problem. But he's also not producing. Like, I can't sit here and say that they're screwing Holtz again. He's not producing, but when he's on the ice, he's making a difference. He's noticeable. He had a really nice shot last night. The goalie made a save. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. But he's getting to the positions where he can get shots off. He's giving him seven minutes of ice time is not going to make him play better. I can tell you that much. Yeah. I feels you. Just looking at people's stats in the last three games and just not good. Um, I wonder if Toffoli's hurt. Um, and he's not the fastest skater to begin with, but his his scoring just completely fell off a cliff. Everybody's yeah. scoring fell off a cliff. 
Yeah, I mean, Tavoli's got two goals in the last 11 games. Um, and one assist. So, that's so, no good. Did you see that um, the Avalanche broadcaster Mike Rykoff, Rycroft uh, accidentally took a swig of his partner's tobacco spit cup live on air? I saw that. I just scrolled oh. past that on Twitter Ugh. a couple minutes ago. Ugh. That's disgusting. That is fucking gross. By the way, Andre Palat, who uh, everybody says has been playing better, has no points in the last five games and no goals in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Um, one assist in the last, holy shit, uh, one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve games. So, yeah. I mean, well, look, there's power play time and top line minutes. Yeah. You want to be in the top six. You, got, you, you need to have better numbers. You got to put up better numbers than that. Uh, that's no bueno, my friends. Uh, Michael McLeod's the best player on the team right now, and he could go to jail at any minute. <laughs> so, I mean, he did play 17 minutes last night, so he is getting rewarded ice time wise. Um, I think I'm looking at the game logs. I actually think last night was the most. No, second, third. It was his fifth most. Yeah, his fifth most uh, ice time of the year. Um, so he's definitely getting rewarded. The only people who are not being rewarded is Devils fans for having to watch. Yeah. Well, like I said, look, I, I think Lindy needs to send some messages to some players. And I think it starts with, I don't know who you, who you put with him, but give McLeod 20 minutes tomorrow night. You know, he's going to win almost every face off. So it's not like you're just putting a bad player up there to send a message. He deserves to play. Um, I mean, he hasn't been a minus in the last 10 games or so. And even before then, like, I think he leads the team in plus minus now. It's a good question, me. And I am wrong. Lazar's a plus six. McLeod's a plus five. Yeah, I mean, honestly, tomorrow night, just have Halla, uh, McLeod, and Lazar be your top line. Halla's playing? I thought he was somewhere along with uh, Thomas Nosek. I didn't even realize he was in the lineup. Space Station? Yeah. I just went with the three forwards that have the best plus minus on the team, and that's um, Lazar at plus six, McLeod at plus five, and then Hall at minus two. It's fucking terrible. Hey, let that be the top line. Give them all 20 minutes and, and prove a point. Like, prove that these guys need to earn this playing time, and you're not just going to keep rolling out the same players on the top six, whether they produce or not. It makes no sense to me. Well, Lindy Ruff disagrees. Yeah, his his decisions are quite baffling. His decisions are fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I I really, really uh, think that a lot uh, of what happened last night had to do with him starting Schmidt over Vanacek. Um, Like I said, I don't know if Vanacek makes those saves 20 seconds into the game or whatever, but why not start the guy that is currently your best goalie playing the best? It, uh, and not, not, not for nothing, but at what point do we fucking fire our goalie coach and bring in somebody else? 
Dave Rogalski. Yeah. At what point does this fucking cocksucker lose his job? Because our goaltending sucks shit. That's one thing that I just will not pretend to know how much of an I, influence they have. Listen, I don't know, but I can tell you one thing. He's not helping. Yeah. Hey, VTech, you know what I think you should do on a two-on-one? Slide yourself so you're completely out of the net and leave the other side of the net wide open. Oh, great play. Good job. You listened. See, hey, I you know just wonder... You know what next time you should do is you should kick a rebound directly in front of the net to McDavid, then spin around like a fucking dreidel and have your back to the shooter and have him score a goal. That worked out well. Well, again, I'll say over and over again, to me, the first change I want to see is coaching. Um, I know you're saying get a good goalie in here, give it 10 games, but I just, you know, I look at a guy like Jonathan Quick with the Rangers. I didn't need 10 games. How about five games? Yeah, well, again, I, I look at a guy like Jonathan Quick, who everyone said that was a horrible signing. He's at the end of his career, has not played well, and now he's fantastic. Um, was he eight and one or something? And I he's, believe he's nine and zero. Uh, he's lost. Um, Maybe in the last ten games. I saw a graphic that said he was nine and zero. Uh, and he's playing well. Nine nine and zero doesn't equal ten. Um, but I. <laughs> Yeah, he's playing really well against the the Oilers right now, but I feel like it's not like all of a sudden he became an amazing goalie again. I think it's just part of being a cohesive unit of good team defense and a goalie that can settle in who's not facing two-on-ones and, and completely open prime shots every 30 seconds. Um, I don't know. I'm looking up uh, Jonathan Quick's statisticals right now. So I want to see how it's going. You're fucking statistical. Uh, no, I've been trying to. Uh, he's nine oh and one. All right, we're both sort of right, I guess. But two oh nine goals against, nine twenty six save percentage. He's playing better than Shesterkin. Mm-hmm. And this was a guy who, yeah, and this was a guy who everybody made fun of that signing. Mm-hmm. So. What are you going to do? Maybe everybody needs to shave their head like Artemi Panarin, and that'll turn things around. <laughs> he's scary looking, but he's got 43 points. So something something worked. I don't know, buddy. You got anything else you want to talk about? I'm sad. Uh, no, I'm good. You're good? Okay. I got nothing. Got nothing. All right. Well, I would like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, uh, whatever you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Festivus, Kwanzaa. Uh, what other holidays are coming up? I don't know. Whatever you celebrate, have a good holiday, good new year. Um, we'll be back next week. And um, if for some reason you want to go see this Devils team play in person, please use code LASTCHANGEPOD on your first SeatGeek order to save $20. Um, and then spend that $20 on one drink at Prudential Center because that's how much my Tito's Cranberry and Orange costs, $21 after tip. So at least look at it this way. We're saving you money and or buying you a drink. See? And we're good guys. 
yeah, I think at this point, helping you get hammered is more important than saving you money because this team is driving all of us to drink. Very true. Very accurate. So, all right, uh, Ricky, Merry Christmas, buddy, and uh, you too. Talk Goodbye, to you soon. everybody. Goodbye.